It's three and one to Alonzo. He flies one to right field. Back goes Brennan to the warning track at the wall. It's out of here. Swung on. There goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62. Flag. Beckham. One-handed catch. How in the world? Oh, my goodness. And Brandon. Anthony for three. What's going on, everyone? I'm Peter, and I'm here with Vincent from your favorite New York sports podcast, Kids Snowball. Today, for our 14th episode, we'll be diving into drama in the NBA and new signings and preseason situations in the NFL and a fantasy football mock draft at the end of our episode. You ready? Yep, I'm excited. Let's get it. All right, so to kick off the episode, we'll start with um, the new recent news surrounding the running back signings. Zeke and Dalvin Cook. Yep. So Zeke Elliott to the Patriots on a one-year deal. I think that's like a good, like a good depth sign because like a Zeke Elliott is what he used to be. Like he's, I think he's, he's gonna be like a good backup for them, especially if Stevenson goes down. Because Stevenson's still their RB one, like by yeah, far. Yeah, but I would say like Stevenson's more of a pass-catching running back, which was what Tony Pollard was last year. So I feel like it's a pretty decent fit because like Ezekiel Elliott was like a third down back for the Cowboys last year and the Patriots like need that back instead of like a receiving back all the time yeah and I completely agree with that like Ezekiel does have like that he's still got he's still like a pretty decent running back like he isn't like he is like kind of washed but like I mean like he he's still like great but like at the end of the day like He's not going to be what he was in, like, 2016 or, like, whatever he was with the Cowboys back when he first started. Mm-hmm. It's just a good depth signing for the Patriots just in case they need it, and I just think that it just, it's just going to help them with the offense even more and give Mac Jones more options. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cheap deal, but, like, for an average running back, it, they got good value out of it. Yeah. Now to move on to Dalvin Cook. That's, like, really good for the Jets, in my opinion. Their offense was already stacked. And is stacked even more now with Dalvin Cook. If you yeah, think about, yeah. Brees Hall is apparently not going to be ready until yeah. Week Six. Give him, give him time to rehab. Listen, when Week Six hits, you think about this now. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall is going to be the best running back duo in the NFL without a doubt. That's unbelievable. Because if Brees Hall comes back like healthy and like really good still, like he comes back healthy and isn't like slow to recover, he, him, and Dalvin Cook are going to tear up the backfield. Mm-hmm. Especially with Dalvin Cook, as he's good. I feel like he's good with receiving too. Sometimes, it's just like their offense is stacked. Like Aaron Rodgers has every possible weapon he wants. He has Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, um, C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin. Like like anyone, he has every every possible Randall Cobb. Cobb. He has like every possible like weapon he could need to win. And they have a great defense. Yeah, well, last time Rodgers had a top five defense, he won the Super Bowl. Yep. So. And the thing is, like, the one thing that I think is blocking them right now is their yeah. O-line. I really do yeah. think it's their O-line that's the thing that struggles with them. So it all depends if their O-line can, like, be good and give Aaron Rodgers the time to pass and make those good plays to, like, all those weapons. But you could tell the just front office is prepared to win the Super Bowl. They're going, they're putting all their chips in. 
Even though they're, they they have prepared for the future as like Garrett Wilson and Breesaw and Sauce. And they still are keeping Zach Wilson. They said they weren't going to trade Zach Wilson. They said they're going to let him learn from Aaron Rodgers. They're just smart. And just see what, ha- and see what happens. They have a good mix of young and old. Yeah, they just got to see what happens. I think that Aaron Rodgers could teach Zach Wilson very well, in my opinion, like 100%. Mm-hmm. But like, you have to see like... You have to see, like he, it's gonna, he's gonna be on. Zach Wilson's probably gonna be on the bench for like two or two or three years before Aaron Rodgers leaves. So you have to see what he learns from that. He's also gonna, they're gonna have to assign him to an extension probably if, if they want to. Well, if they win the Super Bowl, which I don't think is gonna happen still because it's the Jets, but if they win a Super Bowl, you think Aaron Rodgers will retire? No, I think he's playing. He said he he, he said for the money for the money. He's probably gonna play for the next year. He's either gonna play. He's either gonna retire next year. I feel like or. The, or the year after. That's like that's the only thing that I think mm-hmm. I can see. So obviously the preseason got started last week, and I really, and I really did. I'd watched most of the Giants preseason game last last week, and I saw some good things. Like Jason Pinnock, he had a good game for just five snaps. First play of the game, yeah. interception. Then he had like two, one tackle for loss, and then Banks and, played really yeah, good. Banks had good coverage, locked them up, and then Hawkins. Hawkins too. He was playing good, and then Belton also looking pretty nice in camp and the game. Mm-hmm. As they're starting to give him the name Mister Takeaway. Really? Yeah, they're giving him the name Mister Takeaway. And I'm, and I'm saying this. I've called this since last year when he got drafted. I said we got a fourth round steal we in Dane Belton. We got a dog in Dane Belton. I'm calling it from the start. He will be the safety starting. He will be the safety starting next to Xavier McKinney. 100%. I have all my faith in that. I think he will be he will be really good this season because even in the short time he played last year, he was great. Even with the absence of McKinney, he played great. He I mean, he stepped up big time. Yeah, he did step up big time. But our secondary is stacked. Now it is like last, especially after the draft. You already had a Dory McKinney, Dane Belton, and all those guys you had last year. Now you got Banks and Hawkins coming in. Yeah. Bobby McCain, we signed the free agency. Mm-hmm. That guy from the lines we got, he's a good sub. Flot. Flots. And I heard that Flots looking good looking good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's stepping he's starting to step up even more. Like towards the end of last year he was stepping up too. But I'm just saying, like, I think that this preseason looking good, but like the one thing I don't the one person I like really don't like is Mike McFadden. I don't like him. Why? I I don't he's not good. Like you don't I he he on half the in one play, he's on like the other side of the field when he's where he's meant to be. Like what? It, like today? Like in the preseason game, he like the receiver was wide open. And then he, the one he was meant to like block, mm-hmm. he went to like the yeah. sideline. Like I'm like, where are you going? Like I, I'm just saying like, that's why I think that Darren Beavers is gonna come in and take it. But like they need someone beside Bobby Okereke because Okereke can't do it by himself. We need like mm-hmm. two line. We need. I understand we got Okereke in free agency, but we need another linebacker that can support Okereke in case he misses like the play or something, or he's not on the field. Yeah, McFadden and Beavers, you know, they're pretty good. They'll fill in that linebacker two spot. But, you know, anything's better than last year with Jalen yeah. Smith. Yeah, Jalen Smith went to the New Orleans oh Saints, God. by the way. So. He was so bad. Remember that play where he, he just... Was so slow. He was bad. He, remember he was about this to... This is why you don't sign former Cowboys, even though <laughs> Cole Beasley. Remember, remember, remember the play last year? He was he had the quarterback sacked, and then he stopped, and oh. then he hit him right after he threw the ball, and he got called for a flag. Oh, my God. He was so bad. I'm... I'm just glad to have anyone besides him. He was terrible. I'm so glad. They were considering re-signing him. Thank God they didn't. Like, he's terrible. He's not even good depth piece. He just sucks. 
go to the XFL or USFL, man. Like, mm-hmm. leave. The other yep. thing I do like about the Giants that's not talked about is the running back depth. They do have a lot of running back depth. You got Eric Gray, ro- upcoming rookie. Gary Brightwell, which has been pretty decent. He just, I think he's gonna be missing. He's gonna be missing some time, Brightwell. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard about like for like a couple weeks or so. Oh, that's fine. And then you got Breida. Yep. And and obviously, got, some guy named Saquon Barkley. I've heard of. He's pretty good. Yeah. Then you got James Robinson. Oh yeah, James Robinson. So. So you got that. They got that good depth too. Like, it's just like a. Someone's not making the team. I don't think that. You can't have that much. I don't think James Robinson's making the team. He yeah. looked horrible. Yeah. Then you got Joshua Corbin, too. Joshua, or whatever, how do you pronounce his name? Yeah. Um, but James Robinson looked terrible. In six in six attempts, he had nine yards. The offensive line was god off. Well, yeah, they're all backups in the third strings. Yeah. Tyree Phillips. Well, the only one that. Terrible. The, the only one that looked really good is John Michael Schmitz. Oh, yeah. He looked amazing. Oh, yeah, he also looked great. He looked great. He looked in, great. He looked great in the in the in the but Everyone game. else, holy crap! That was really bad offensive line. He gave up like so every play. Time Tommy DeVito was a was a pressure. He was pressure. Yeah, and like Tommy DeVito. Honestly, I know we're gonna be, like I can't say like, I can't say anything like oh Tommy DeVito looked good. Like he's a third string. He's playing in the preseason, but like rookie. He's a rookie too. But like I'm just saying like. Would it be like he, I feel like he, it wouldn't be even be terrible like just if say like he put him as the backup because he looked because honestly if you looked at Tyrod Taylor he could not make a pass for his life yeah he's like risky out there like he yeah. he's like a he just throws a lot of like bad passes yeah and then we also Jalen Hyatt had his first catch but like I feel like they used him in the wrong way they used him on like. Like a screenplay where he like he caught it uh-huh. and yeah. he lost yeah. four yards, but like I feel like you gotta use him for more like the deep plays or like slants like that. Those are like the good. Probably they just wanted to get him going. Yeah, know? I think he'll still be good. Like I think it'll, yeah, I think I'll like him. But like you know, it's hard to tell from the first preseason game, but you can judge by the first preseason game. Obviously, it all depends on week one. Mm-hmm. Week one, I see how everyone plays. Last week, pre I feel like the last preseason game also they like, play most of the starters just to get them, yeah. get them like ready. Daniel Jones should not play. Saquon should not play. Shepard should not play. Any guy that's injury prone should not play in the preseason. I think they should. I think the preseason the the starters should play the last game. I completely disagree. No, they're gonna play like the last game for like two snaps, probably. That's two it. snaps. Yeah, that's it. That's what that's what um, Dable said. Dable said, Dable said he intent anticipates for Daniel Jones to play. So maybe like one or two, like two or three snaps will probably give him, and then yeah, he'll maybe. get out of the game and put like Tommy DeVito. He better not run though. I just want to see some passes. Yeah, he can't run because he can't put it in. Yeah, this is this is the year for the Giants. So if you have anyone injured for absolutely no reason playing in the preseason, then that's bad luck. Yeah, like you know, you know what I noticed. So obviously we always been seeing that Trey Hawkins has been locking everyone up, and like the and like even in the preseason a little bit. Apparently the only one who's been getting his number is Sterling Shepard. What do you mean getting his number? Like he's like the only one that can get by him. Like he like uh, he has his number. You know, he, yeah. Sterling Shepard like has his number, and it's just like he still got it. And it's just looking. They're saying like Sterling Shepard is back to where he was. I'm being if Sterling Shepard's healthy, that's a big. Up for the offense. He's a wide receiver too. He can be a wide receiver too. And you, because you think about, it, you got like an old duo, Slayton and Sterling Shepard, who honestly aren't even a bad duo as wide receivers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you added Hodgins and Hyatt into that and mm-hmm. Waller. That makes the receiving game crazy. This is why I have Shepard ahead of like Campbell and like Hodgins because Shepard has developed a longer connection, a better connection with Jones. Oh, just like he's played with Jones the most from like since he was yeah. a rookie. Yeah. I completely agree. Remember, we go, we can go back to week one when we played the Titans last year. Mm-hmm. Over well, 120 yards. Remember that. Remember the, that first play that ignited. Yeah. Remember the. Remember the. Seventy yard touchdown. It was like a seventy yard or sixty yard touchdown. Sterling Shepard. That's what started with it that, off. Without game. without that without him, he, we wouldn't have done that probably. Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't have beat the Titans. The the, I'm being honest. I don't think the season would have been the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think the season would have been the same either. If we didn't beat the Titans. Nope. I think it would have changed the mood in the. It would have changed the mood in the thing. Cause it would have it would have made like it would like hurt. Cause you think about it, one day one week one. The team was hyped and went into the Panthers and obviously had like a rough one. But then they came to the Cowboys thinking they can beat them. And then the Cow- they just didn't play good mm-hmm. football there. And it was just like all over the place for that game. But like that's I feel like the week one, like I feel like week one determines your season sometimes because it depends on like how, what the energy is in the locker room after the game. Yeah, week one is like just it it, it like sets the scene for the whole season. You know. Yep, I completely agree. That's why week one this week, th- this year. Dallas Cowboys. I'll be there. Sunday night football. You're going to the game? Yep, 100%. I wanted to go. My dad's like, nah. <laughs> I forgot a different game. Like, All right. Are you paying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to that game. Right. Oh, my God. That's going to be crazy. All right. So let's move on over to now the Niners QB situation. So we heard that obviously Brock Purdy's supposed to be the starter. But you have told you told me before this episode that apparently yeah. Sam Darnold is the QB yeah. too, and Trey Lance is going to be on the practice squad. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan just does not. He doesn't approve of Trey Lance for some reason. Really? Yeah. Why? Why does he not? Why does he not approve of Trey Lance? I don't know. And all is working, and he doesn't approve of him. I guess he likes Sam Darnold more. It's just like it's great. Proved himself, I guess. It's just crazy because Trey Lance was a first-round pick. They moved up. To Wait, get him. wasn't he a th- first? He was like the third overall pick. Third. That's crazy, and you're really, and they re- they might really give yeah. up on him that soon. I mean, Brock Purdy looked really good last year, so. But we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe you Trey Lance requests a trade, or they trade him to some team that needs a QB. And see Honestly, it. when you have. Top five offensive line: Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, CMC. It's really not that difficult as a quarterback a to win some games. Yeah, well, the saying like that, Brock. Per- they are so stacked. Yeah, it's insane. So like that's what I'm saying. Like they, Trey Lance never got the chance. I feel like Trey Lance never got his chance, and they're giving like, up on him too. He always got injured. Only, that was only that back. was his first season as a starter, and he got hurt like week three or week two or mm-hmm. something like that. It was just like it was just, but I think that maybe throughout throughout camp he could prove himself, but we'll see. All right. So recently in the NBA, James Harden released a statement publicly that Daryl Morley, the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, he will never play with an organization run by him ever again. After he he said he's lied to him and that they won't trade him. So what does that mean for the Sixers, you might ask? Well, I guess he's not playing for the Sixers, and I saw somewhere that Joel Embiid took out Philadelphia in his Twitter bio. 
Really? Yeah, so... Joel Embiid you know, wants to get traded too, apparently. Joel Embiid, you know, New York is a... <laughs> hey, New York Knicks! New York, it's, it's fun over here, you know, Joel Embiid? Hey, man, just come over here. We'll give we'll give the Sixers a seventh round pick. Don't whatever they how many how many rounds? Two rounds. There's two rounds. I'm sorry. I don't watch too much NBA. That's my bad. But anyways, that's like crazy for James Harden to say. So well, he doesn't want to play there. He he has. Can he sit out? Can he sit out the season or no? Here's the thing. This is why he doesn't want to be traded. This is why he wants to be traded. Because last year. In aspirations of having uh, to getting a bigger contract last year, he took a pay cut for the Sixers last year. Yep. Because Darren Morley supposedly promised him he would give him a bigger contract next year. Then time comes and he he's, he's not he's not getting that contract offer. So you know what? I want to trade, and now he's not trading. And so I I, under, I understand James Harden, but like, do you think James Harden's gonna sit out the season if he doesn't get traded until like the trade deadline? If he does. I mean, he's a selfish person. In my opinion, he's a selfish person. James Harden? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, yeah, he's being selfish, but like, I guess he doesn't want to be on the... Ever since Brooklyn. He doesn't want to... He, he broke up Brooklyn. He broke him up. After he got traded, it went downhill from there. They... That's true. Ever, ever since... But, like, I guess he doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore, but, like, will he sit out or no? When is the question? I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think he will. Maybe he'll just be. Like, I'm not. I'm after the season. I'm leaving. You know. Like I don't get it. Why would he opt into his contract if he didn't want to be there? Like he should just. He because should've... he thought he would get a like a bigger contract. No, no, because he opted in to get traded. Oh. He he was promised to be traded. That's why. But it, it just I don't know. We'll see what happens. So now we're gonna do our. Uh, fancy football mock draft for the first round, uh, twelve men. So you want to start? You yeah, want to not say? I will say that. So we both agreed on this. Justin Jefferson, number uh, one. With the first pick in the twenty twenty three NFL fantasy football mock draft, Team Peter selects Justin Jefferson, you're Minnesota not, Vikings. You don't even, we don't even have a lead yet. You're not getting. You're not getting off. Uh, this is the mock. This is the mock. But you're getting, you're this is getting. why I picked him. Justin Jefferson is the consensus number one in every single fantasy football draft. Um, this is why. He's just the, why. he's honestly like the best this player besides Mahomes. First of all, he's the best player besides Mahomes. That's one. He's the best, obviously, best wide receiver in the NFL, fantasy wise, too. They lost Adam Thielen, they lost Alvin Cook. Their defense got worse, the Vikings. They're going to have to have more points. And Justin Jefferson is going to have to catch some more balls. So that's why I think... Plus, Dalvin Cook, with him gone, Alexander Mass is the running back one. Dalvin Cook, every year, has like he gets a lot of touchdowns. And that takes away from Justin Jefferson, even pass catching. So that's why I think Justin Jefferson should go number one. I completely agree with that. So now... With the second overall pick in the NFL fantasy football draft, Team Laverty selects CMC. I compl- I think this is like a no-brainer. He's like possibly like, like he is. Nah, like I'm not gonna say he's the best running back, but like I think it's a smart move, especially with the team he's on behind the O line. The great team he's he just has a great position to be like a great fantasy fantasy player for someone, and he's just gonna be that running back where. He puts up the points for rushing and receiving. Like he's great for both. Like he, 
Him healthy. Even passing sometimes. I know, <laughs> even passing. Him healthy, I hate to say it, him healthy is probably the best running back in the league. Yeah, probably. It's probably the best running back in the league. And it's just like, it's just unbelievable. Like he's, ins- he's insane. Like, he's unbelievable. With the third pick in the 2023 NFL mock draft, Team Peter selects Jamar Chase, LSU. So the reason I'm picking Jamar Chase is because he is probably the second best receiver in the NFL. I, ex- I expect him to take a bigger leap this year. He didn't go two because Joe Burrow might miss some time, and he might just like need to rehab more from that um, camp injury he had. But Jamar Chase is just like special, man. He he's just like such a deep threat. Catches a lot of balls, a lot of touchdowns. Even with T. Higgins beside him, he still gets a decent amount of fantasy points. All right. So now with the fourth overall pick in the 2023 NFL Fantasy Mock Draft, Team Lavery selects Austin Eckler. And people might be saying, like, yo, he, like you guys might be saying he's a little high, but didn't he finish? He finishes the RB1 last season, right, for fantasy? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he finished for the RB1 for fantasy last yeah, year. Probably. And he's just like... You might be saying like, oh, he had less rushing yards, but the problem is like he's also a good, he's a great receiving back too. Like he's able to make space in the pocket, and it's just like unbelievable. Like he's he he's like a touchdown machine too. I think he had like he had like ten like ten or ten touchdowns last year. Like he's unbelievable. Like he had, he's a touchdown machine. They always find him in the end zone. He's like and he's just like someone that puts up those points for your team every single time. With the fifth pick in the 2023 NFL Mock Draft Fantasy, Team Peter selects Cooper Cup Rams. Cooper Cup pre-injury was the best receiver in the league. He was he he got the triple crown. Yep. And he he just he carried the Rams to the Super Bowl basically. With that, uh, offensively, he he won Super Bowl MVP and. He's just one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. And he gets a lot of receptions, and he's basically the whole Rams offense. But he's not higher because of that injury and because the Rams are just not as good of a team as they were. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, with the sixth overall pick in the 2023 NFL mock draft, Team Vincent selects Travis Kelsey. And this is, like, I feel like a perfect pick. Like, because Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. He's unbelievable. He's he has Patrick Mahomes for a QB. So like no matter what that duo right there has a great connection. They have great chemistry. They can pull off any play if they needed to when they're playing. And he's just like a monster. Like he's a monster tight end. He like he like mosses everyone. He's like unbelievable. He's like one of the cra- like one of the craziest most athletic tight ends you've seen. It's just like he's just an amazing tight end. That Kelsey and Mahomes duo is literally unstoppable. Yeah, it's the one of the most unstoppable duos. No matter what, I just feel like I always see Kelsey open when Mahomes throws it to him. Like no matter what, or whatever, even if he's guard, even if he has like two defenders on him, Kelsey manages to get it somehow. It's like he's unbelievable. With the seventh pick in the 2023 NFL mock draft, Team Peter selects Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is also one of the best running backs in the league, and he's honestly just a consistent guy that you ha- you could, you must have on your fantasy team. Look, that he there, the Browns reported that there's like basically no backup for him. His backup got injured. I don't remember who it is, but he's just like one of the best. Like he's basically the whole offense besides Amari Cooper and 
stomping people's drones, but he's such a dirty option and he's guaranteed. With the eighth overall pick in the 2023 NFL mock draft, Team Vincent selects Saquon Barkley. And this is like this is this is a good thing. We put Chubb above Barkley because Chubb was Chubb is obviously like the clear RB one has no backup like Peter said. And Barkley like the reason we're putting him lower is because like he could have his down games. Like he could have like those couple weeks where he's like down and not like himself for like two or three weeks. And yeah, that's what that's what pretty much I'm gonna say like. And the Giants have, like, more weapons in the yeah, Browns. Yeah, they do have more weapons, too. So now, like, it's not going to be like he's going to be getting all the targets anymore. It's going to take a load off of Saquon, 100%. With the ninth pick, Team Peters selects Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is second fastest player in the NFL right now. Second to Jalen Hyatt. So, really? Well, that's what they're saying. But besides that, Tyreek Hill is just... Every year, he's like insane. Doesn't matter who his quarterback is, whether it's Mahomes or Tua, he puts a show on, and he he could go for forty points one day, like two hundred yards, like a pair of touchdowns, like he did with last year. One, like he did that so many times, and I feel like he's just such like a a bomb, you know. Yeah, he's just one explosive. With the tenth overall pick in the twenty twenty three NFL fantasy mock draft. Team Vincent selects Derrick Henry. So, obviously, they call him King Henry. And they, some people consider him the best running back in the league. But, like, he is getting older. So, that's why we have him lower than some of these other tight ends. He's st- I mean, other tight other players. I mean, running backs, my bad. Um, well, and then that's why, like, he is, he is like, considered that he can get injured very easily now as his age goes on. And, obviously, like... They're gonna say, like, "Oh, cause D Hop is coming," but like that gives like them like a different weapon too. Like D Hop, D Hop and Draylon Burks. So there's two other weapons there, so like it doesn't always gotta be Henry, but like he's still gonna get a majority of like the offensive load because he's just like an unstoppable. He's just like unstoppable. Like no one can tackle him sometimes. Now with the 11th pick, he, there's a lot of options you go. You could go AJ Brown, Bijan Robinson, C.D. Lamb, Devonte Adams, but. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. He's just a, a part of the best offense in the NFL, most most well-rounded. Jalen Hurts is going to go for that, you know, MVP season. He He's always striving for better seasons. And A.J. Brown is just such a physical, well-rounded wide receiver that it's just great to have him on your team. And with the 12th overall pick, there's, like, a lot of options again, too. Bijan, C.D., Tay, Stephon Diggs, I feel like. But we're going to, I feel like this is like a tie. You can take anyone in this position. You can take either Bijan, C.D. Lamb, or Devontae Adams. As they're all, like, I think very valid Who numbers. Go with, though? See, I know a lot of people say, oh, why is Bijan so low in this? Mo-? But, like, you have to understand, he's listed as the RB, he's listed as the RB3 on the, he's listed as the third string of the Falcons depth chart. So, if I had to say who I wanted to go with, I think I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go. I think it's the best option there because Dak Prescott does not look good, so that could affect C. Lamb big time. Plus, Josh Jacobs might sit out, which means more volume for Devontae Adams. Exactly. If Josh, that's and that's also another reason why Josh Jacobs is not in this first round, first round mock draft because he is possibly gonna sit out for the season if he doesn't get a contract or whatever, because he isn't signing the franchise tag. So. 
All right, that's the end of our 14th episode of Kids No Ball. I hope you enjoyed our taste and debates. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok on at Kids No Ball, where we post frequently. I'm Peter. And I'm Vincent. Have a great rest of your day, and see you next time on Kids No Ball.